I'm not really a hot sauce. Me either. I don't think food should hurt. Attention, everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Do you want to get right? Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rockinest Podcast and all the world, all the Goliverse. My name is Steve Glosson. So glad to be along with you here on Rock Out Loud. And what a show we have for you tonight. I'm being drugged to the dark side, kicking and screaming. It's all about the darkness on this episode of Rock Out Loud, and we're going to have a good time uh, talking all things darkness. Uh, we are, listen, this may, I may be no professor of rock, but I know what jams. And so, knowing what jams sometimes isn't enough. You got to have an expert with you. You got to have someone who it's in their heart and soul, it's in their very guts, ready just to come out. And ladies and gentlemen, we have just the person. It is the rockin'est chick in all the land. It's Kristen in Jersey. What's going on, Kristen? Hi, everybody. Are you ready to embrace the darkness because it's always there? I don't. I, I don't know that I'll embrace it unless I can sleep in it. Uh, I mean, you probably do that. Good, because I like to shut the blinds and shut the curtains and make sure there's no light coming in whatsoever. <laughs> I also like that. I got the blackout curtains in here. It's pretty great. Yeah, I got to <laughs> so tell you. So we like the literal and the band. That's right. right. Well, I got to tell you straight up, the, 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 the best place and the scariest place I ever slept, I was uh, doing an internship out in Minnesota, and there was a family that I was living with, and I was and they had a room. They had a finished basement. And there was a small bedroom in down in the basement, no windows or anything, and it was pitch black at night. And and when you hear noises, basement noises in the pitch black, that's not fun. Oh yeah, um, no. Yeah, but I love. I'm scared of everything. So. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, I'm. I like. I hate it when I'm alone in the house. Because I'm just always convinced that Michael Myers is outside, and it's because I was shown the movie Halloween at an insanely young age, so I just always am like ready and prepared for somebody to be coming in to kill me. Nice. Well, yeah. I- I'll tell you, around around the Glossen abode last night, this has nothing to do with rock and roll, uh, <laughs> middle of the night, like it sounded like there was a child wailing <gasps> on the front lawn of our house. Ew. Dogs were howling. It was absolutely kind of terrifying until I kind of woke up and realized what was going on. There was some stupid cat out in the yard in heat or some such and doing what cats do, just making all kinds of noise. Trying, I guess she was trying to call in the boys. <laughs> God, it's like, not on my, get off my lawn. Yeah, well, as soon as I kind of turned the, turned the front porch light on and, and jiggled the door, that took off. But man... It'll scare you for a minute and you're laying there and then what's and then here's the bad thing, Kristen, when you're supposed to be the man of the house. Oh yeah, it's your job to do that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, woman, I don't want to get up and you go, I don't I, sure, I'll put my life on the line for us. I was gonna say you're the sacrifice. That's right. That's right. So you call nine one one and I'll go face the demon, the the wailing demon outside. That'll be fine. Oh, That'll be good. Jesus, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. 
I want it to be silent. I don't want. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I didn't like it at all. Don't get me wrong. I like check every lock like a hundred times because maybe like it opened from the last time I looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I you, hate it. You sound like my wife there as well. So. <laughs> But that's okay. Well, hey, we're glad everyone's here with us. We're we're excited to be here. We are talking the darkness tonight. We got a couple of things to do before we get into that. Um, I, I'm going to force an apology out of Kristen uh, oh. on behalf of one of our listeners, and um, because I think myself and your concert going buddy have both decreed you blew somebody off. Um, no, I did You, you big timed him. It's fine. It's fine. We'll talk about it. Well, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Kristen's out here big timing people like Rock Out Loud is is the biggest pod in the land, you know that kind of thing. So. Kristen is out here trying to maintain her number one spot in line, Steven. <laughs> God, sometimes That's you fun. just got to be on that barricade in front of Justin Hawkins, okay? That's fine. That's fine. God. But we have some I'll email. Time you if I ever meet you. <laughs> well, we have some email uh, to get to. And uh, so we're going to do that right now. Uh, this first one comes from our good friend Mark All, and uh, he sent us a cover to check out. Um, and I'll, I'll read his email. I'll, first, I'll say this. He says, I, I'm ready to receive crap for liking 21 Pilots, but I don't care. I didn't want to be one, I guess, a fan of 21 Pilots, but I was introduced to them through Al-Anon a few years back, and they are the first band in my almost 43 years I could actually relate to some of the stuff they were writing. So if there's anyone out there that's dealing with any of these issues, give a listen to their older stuff. They won't make you feel better. They will probably tear you down, but you won't feel so so alone. If you're dealing with the same issues as I was, check out Al-Anon. You're not alone. If you need help finding a location or just need someone to talk to or vent to, reach out to me. And he says I can give out his email on air, so I'll do that. It's uh, Mark All, and his email is rolltide06 at gmail.com. He's a Bama fan. Roll Tide. Um, roll Tide 0606 at gmail.com. Um, he says, uh, I'm not affiliated, and this is not some recruiting screen scheme to make me or anyone money, and nobody will know you contacted me. I just felt called to share when I saw this band did a cover of a song that gets discussed regularly on the show. If it weren't for a friend of mine that took the time to share this with me, I don't know where I'd be today, and I want to pay it back if I can. This is what I've always meant when I say you guys were an escape for me. All the shows were literally an escape from the chaos in my life at that time. I knew for one to three hours, or seven or eight if you were listening live to the Big Honkin' Show on Friday nights, um, <laughs> I knew for sure that everything was going to be okay and I was going to have a good time. So I'll always be grateful for what you guys do and support any way I can. Rock on, guys. And that's from Mark All. So incredibly heartfelt situation. And so it makes it hard to give you crap for sending us a 21 Pilots cover of of this but apparently this was over in the uk Kristen, have you listened I, to this at all it makes sense now mark tagged me in this mm -hmm. but i did not watch it because i saw that he sent it to the podcast and okay. i wanted to listen to it on the podcast all right well this is 21 pilots covering oasis don't look back in anger he's going to talk a little bit at the outset you love live music Thank you as a couple of 
Americans. Thanks for letting us come across the pond and play at your festival. Thank you. We have such a deep respect for your musical culture, your festival culture over here. And for you to let us be a part of that really means a lot to us. This next one I dedicate to you as a thank you. Slip and slide in the eye of your mind. Don't you know you might find a better place to play? You said that you'll never be, but everything that you've seen will slowly fade away. Start a revolution from my bed Cause you said the brains I had went to my head Step outside in the summer times in bloom Stand up beside the fireplace Take that look from off your face You ain't never gonna burn my heart So we'll 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 cut it off there. Um, I don't know anything about Twenty One Pilots, Kristen. Um, I mean, I really don't either, because Twenty One Pilots is kind of weird because like there are a lot of people that consider them as part of like the new wave of like emo, and I don't get that. But I know they were like heavily influenced by My Chemical Romance. So like when Mark writes like, you know, they make you feel not like you know you're not alone, and it's like they, it probably doesn't make you feel better, but it, it, like. It, It'll make you feel understood. That's very much a My Chemical Romance thing. My Chem used to always like say that from the stage. So they seem to be kind of cut from the same plot there. Um, they're definitely not my thing, but I know like they are huge and people love them. And also, can I just say, I freaking love British people. I, I also <laughs> love British festival culture. I was sitting there the entire time. I'm like, please do not sing the chorus. Please let the crowd sing the chorus. And he let them. And I'm like, of course, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that speaks to um, to their uh, to their performing. Uh, I, I appreciate someone who understands performance. Um, you know that that's one of the things. After uh, Michael Jackson died, I'll bring it all together. Trust me, everybody. Um, <laughs> Ride with him on the segue. That's right. Come on. Uh, after Michael Jackson died, they released a documentary, basically of him preparing for his what was going to be the big tour that he was going to do. Oh yeah, like wasn't it like twenty nights at it uh, the O two or something? Yeah, like that? something like that. But he was doing. But they had they were filming, you know, in an arena where they rented to practice or whatever. And he had the big stage and doing sound and everything. And and what was amazing to me was watching the process of his performance and and seeing and then and then to then to see that kind of juxtaposed when juxtaposed with places where he was in in front of a live audience. You know, especially in his later years where you know, weird, strange, all the stuff that gets said about him, you know, whether justified or not, um, you know, it's like he, you, 
you felt like he should have been past his prime, but when the man can walk out on stage with nothing but a spotlight on him and open up a briefcase and pull out a glove and people go nuts, <laughs> and he knows just to hold it. He knows just to let it let it breathe, let them cheer, and then, you know, slip the glove on and let him go nuts again to pull out the hat, you know, and then snap his finger and boom, here we're off into Billy Jean and everyone just absolutely explodes and yeah. he never cracks, he never smiles, he just performs. And I was like, this guy knows how to handle an audience. And that's one of the things here, like the dude was like, so good to the audience in the moment, you know, like we love your culture. We love the festival culture here. And so we want to dedicate this song to you. Obviously it's an Oasis song, UK, everything else that goes on. And like you said, drop out, let them sing it. Yep. And you know, that to me, that's one of the things that make live albums. So, so special when you've got a good live album are the moments totally. when the crowd is is there and you've got a crowd that's that engaged. So And some people hate that and I don't I will never understand that. Like I want the crowd to be as loud as humanly possible. That's why I go see live music. If I didn't want to hear a crowd or be part of a crowd, I would just buy the album and listen to the album. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> well, and I, you know, I I like a show. I like to listen to the music there at the show. I like uh you know, I, I'm I'm not anti the crowd going nuts, but I don't want to be expected to have to go nuts along with the crowd. Oh, that's me. I'm, I'm the dude that's well, I'm the dude that sits at the back against the wall and loves the music and just kind of bobs his head along. You are Andrea, my best friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Steve. I'm the co-host of rock out loud. Hi, nice to meet you. I always say, like, me and my best friend, we are literally so simpatico on literally everything. That is one thing that we are just complete opposites on. I want to meet and hang out with the band. She wants zero interaction with the band. I want to be up front smashed against a barricade. She wants to be as far back as possible in a chair. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that's kind of how I am. And I, you know, and I make no apologies. But every now and again, the mood will catch me and I'll get a little, I'll get a little happy, you know. <laughs> Um, but that's just, that's just how I am. Um, oh yeah. And I, and this, listen, look, I know you've got some stuff from this past weekend to talk about and that's, that's cool and all, but uh -huh. I, but I went to a Southern gospel concert with some folks from the church. Oh, oh man. I'm clutching my pearls. <laughs> you have no idea how many 80 something year old women were clutching theirs. Um, they were absolutely fired up. But in these things, there's a lot of standing and sitting that people do, and I just will not. I'm just going to sit and listen to the music and enjoy it because these guys have really good harmony. You know, that's what I'm there for. I've, it's music that I grew up on. So, you know, I'm there to enjoy and, and, and be blessed, if you will. And um, <laughs> and so, so, but I got all these people. I got all these old women almost dancing, like almost ready to break a hip dancing around me. And, uh, and so, yeah, my wife just sent me this, said, um, said, said, I don't stand at, at the concert and that's true, you know, but that's just me. Um, Randy Chang also has emailed us. Randy, good to hear from him. He says, Hey, Stephen Kristen, it's taken me a while to catch up on old episodes of rock out loud. So I just wanted to share my thoughts from the last two episodes, that being our 1982 and our happy sounding sad songs. Uh, a few other notable things from 1982, there was a release of Aerosmith's rock in a hard place. I know this is a divisive album among Aerosmith fans, primarily because it is the one release without guitarist Joe Perry 
and Brad Wilford. Never or Whitford. Never mind. Nevertheless, it still has some good music. For example, the song "Lightning Strikes." Eighty-two also saw the major label release of Motley Crue's debut album, "Too Fast for Love." Yeah. Live Wire remains one of the greatest songs ever written. Yeah. In 82, there was also a fairly well-known compilation tape in, circula- in circulation uh, called Metal Massacre, which famously introduced the world to Metallica with the song Hit the Lights. Finally, in 1982, we saw the unfortunate death of my personal favorite guitarist, Randy Rhodes. Mm. He and Eddie Van Halen largely set the blueprint for 80s rock guitar. Additionally, his work with Audi, uh, Audi? Ozzy Osbourne is nothing short of legendary. Never before, never since, has there been a single song so crushingly heavy yet so hauntingly beautiful as The Diary of a Madman. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or is it shame? Finally saw fit to induct him this past year, and it was a long overdue honor. As for your happy-sounding sad songs, well, I hesitate calling a lot of the songs you chose as rock. (laughs) Okay. But this is only one person's opinion. Regardless, when I first saw the title, I immediately thought the following songs which were suspiciously omitted from your list. I'm going to push back on one of them. Goo Goo Dolls, Slide. Yeah, I don't think that song sounds happy. <laughs> well, why I don't you Black slide? Balloon, but I'm like, Black Balloon is not a happy sounding song. Yeah, I don't think, I got to, I got to hear how that thing opens because I don't think it sounds super. Could you whisper in my ear that? Yeah, that doesn't sound happy at all. Yeah. I mean, when you compare it to some of the stuff we pulled out, like the cardigans. Right. <laughs> and Hanson. <laughs> yes. I mean, could you whisper in my ear the things I want to hear? I don't think this uh, song has never been one that sounds happy to me. Yeah, like I love, and I love that song. I wouldn't tag that as like, oh, yes, it's just like a happy song. Mm-hmm. Like the chorus, like I totally get the chorus. Like I want to wake up where you are. I won't say anything at all. So why mm-hmm. don't you slide? Like people would be like, could be like, oh, that's so sweet. And then you find out it's about an abortion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then the Black Crows, Twice as Hard. It's a wonderful song and the key song that got me into the Crows. This, to me, this song is about getting back with a partner where the relationship sounded the first time, only to find out things had gotten worse since then. Uh, look, I'll give it to you twice as hard as the I first time. Song. It is a look. You know me. I and, said goodbye. You know me and the Black Crows. So I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to sell Steve on the Black Crows. No, not at all. You say Black Crows, I'm like you're right. <laughs> oh. I gotta let this breathe a little bit. Yep. This little rock, this little riff. I mean, really, yeah, twice as hard as it was the first time you said goodbye, yeah. Clean as a whistle. All right. Smelling like a rose. I'm pretty sure, like, aren't they all glammed up in that music? They are, like, yeah. They are. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, got the skinny pants on, the tight the, the tight leather pants, you know, so, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll give you and that. What about what about this segue that the next paragraph of this email is, by the way? Well, this is, this is the reason I did the emails first. <laughs> um, 
Look, Randy, I'll give you this. Twice as hard as one that I let slide by. You're exactly right. No pun intended with the slide. Um, that is a great pick. That's a great pull. And you're you're absolutely 100% right on that. I disagree with slide, as does Kristen. But that is that is the glory of music. It's all about personal taste a lot of times. Um, all right. Then finally, Randy says, I have to admit that... It, I have to admit that it's hard for me to get excited about new Def Leppard. Kick didn't quite do it for me, but I'm also reminded that Dangerous from their most recent album wasn't exactly their most publicized track. So I'm hoping that Diamond Star Halos has some nice hidden gems that, that push the heavier rock angle a bit more. In terms of live bands, Def Leppard are great, but Dead Flatbird are greater. Long live Dead Flatbird. Indeed. So Randy obviously is a fan of the pre-pyromania stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and here's the thing. Since last we met together, uh, Def Leppard has put out another tune off of this album. It's called Take What You Want. And uh, we'll listen to a little bit, and then I'll tell you exactly what I told Kristen upon hearing it. Here we go. I think it's good. There we go. And I quote, this is what I said. Kristen sent me just a link to this uh, to this song on YouTube. I listened to it. I was jamming out in the vehicle to it. And so I texted back, there's so much I like about this song. It simultaneously feels like pre and post Pyromania as well as modern rock. The same sound we know and love, but also an evolution. And then I said, is that too wishy-washy? Because that's what I feel. 
so. And what did I say to you? I'm pretty sure I said something like, I feel like this is their retaliation for all the people that say, oh, well, Def Leppard got soft and started sucking after Pyromania. I always feel like my 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 opinions are validated when Kristen says something like the following. <laughs> no, I thought the same thing. I feel like this song is for all the fans that are like, I wish they'd do something that sounds like High and Dry because this yes. gives that vibe. And it does. The, the 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 driving guitar, his vocals really more than anything else to me yes, sound very I high and dry. Joe gets like this. Like the last song on the, the self-titled record. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I like when Joe kind of pushes the bounds of what his voice can do now. I can't get enough like the the guitar riff on it, the the just the the driving guitar, the like it's kind of chunky, and I dig. Yes, it. I just I can't get enough. Now it starts a little slow, you know. It, it's, it's a build up. It's a yeah. It, it's <laughs> slow burn. It's a build. It makes like when when I was first listening, I'm like, oh, they're putting out a ballad here, or some such. Well, the title too. You're like, oh, this is a ballad. Yeah, but it does have this cool build. This is very concert ready. Love the drums. I mean, you got over half a minute of just build up here. Gosh, I love it. I mean, like, I just, I love it. I love the transition into that. I love that it, in so many ways, it feels like it's building into a Mutt Lang produced type song. Yeah. And then it just is like, no, we're going to stop right here. I'm knocking action figures over. <laughs> All I'm saying is the stadium tour this summer, I hope that they play... That is an opening song if I've ever heard one. Right? Like, you know? it's very that. And also, um, if anybody is like me and um, not wanting to spend the exorbitant amount of money that tickets are for the stadium tour, um, because, I mean, let's be real, we're going for three bands uh, because Motley Crue is going to be uh, a hot, steamy pile of garbage. Mm. Um Sorry to any Motley fans. You just it's it is what it is. Um, they are taking part in Live Nation's like concert week where it's twenty five dollar tickets, and that tour is one of the tours. So mm. I'm glad I've been waiting for tickets to go down because I will happily pay twenty five dollars to see that. Yeah, <laughs> not like six hundred. No thank right. you. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I'm telling you, I, I like remember the sheet dropping days that bands used yes. when they'd have the big sheet and then like there'd be the big moment where the sheet just fell. This is a sheet dropping song right here. <laughs> oh, maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll go back to it. It'll be like stage fright from Hysteria Tour. Oh, did they do that on the Hysteria Tour? Oh, yeah. In the round, baby. Four sheets. Oh, that's Not right. One. That's right. Four Not sheet. one. Yeah, they because they had to go big. They were the Star Wars of rock and roll. So you can email us just like Randy did, and we'll pick on you the way we did Randy's choices. And uh, and and you can, if you can find a way to guilt us into being nice to you the way Mark did, email us at rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. And in all seriousness, before we move forward, if you are dealing with issues of addiction and that sort of thing, uh, get in. Mark says he's open to talk to you. No judgment. 
um, and he'll try to get you hooked up with people that can help you as well. And his email is rolltide06 gmail.com. Just want to give that out one more time. Now, moving forward, Kristen, this weekend for you was Darkness Weekend. of my favorite weekends ever of all time this is the first time i've ever done two darkness shows back to back really so yeah so that's uh that's always nice i mean it's been four years since i last saw them so i mean you got to make it count and you got to see them as many times as you can because they are kind of on a two-year rotation like every two years they come back to america but you know with the world ending you know that Mm -hmm. put a damper on things um so yeah, they like this past weekend they ended their Motorheart tour. Um, it was I think the longest U.S. tour that they've done since they w- became a band and kind of broke in two thousand three, two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nine weeks, so we were on the tail end of that. Literally, the last three shows were Asbury, Philly, and Boston. Wow. Yeah. So I mean. sometimes you run the potential of, you know, a band being tired or kind of worn out, you know, ready to go home, Um, you know, or sometimes you run into that at the beginning of the tour, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bon Jovi. Um, But that was not the case. They were, and and it was three shows in a row. So it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Asbury, Philly, Boston. So that's crazy. Um, But yeah, so it was it was a grand time. I brought two people that had never experienced the darkness before and had never seen them live before, like familiar with either, you know, their entire catalog or just, you know, the big hits. Mm -hmm. Um, And both of them were like blown away. We did the VIP for them, which I will like die on the hill of the fact that the darkness has the best VIP package ever that I've ever seen. Um, you literally get two hours with the band pre COVID. It was a lot more chummy and hanging out. Um, this time it was still, you were still there for two hours, but obviously you're not like all up in their business, like talking like individually hanging out, stuff like that. Um, but it is literally, literally the best VIP going (laughs) and it is one of the cheapest VIPs out there. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, like, my one friend that goes to all the strut shows, he did it with me, and he was like, uh, I'm not used to just not being, like, pushed in, like, in a cattle shoot and, like, pushed through, and then the the meet and greet, it's, like, it's done. I'm like, oh, no, baby, we got we got a sound check. We got a person that's going to play with the band during sound check. We got Q&A, which is a lengthy Q&A. We got pictures. We got stage tours. It's a whole thing. There was also an entire thing that happened in Philly, which almost ended up with Kristen uh, physically hurting somebody because what did they try to do? They tried to screw Kristen out of her spot and say that they oh were no. there before her. Oh, Guess no. Guess what they weren't. Oh, yeah. Guess what they weren't. They weren't there. They weren't there before you. They were not there before me. Your girl was there at one thirty. Thank you so much. <laughs> I watched the band roll up and walk off the tour bus. I was like, hi, guys. Yeah, we're here already. Sweet. Well, so... Yeah, you've got a great picture that you posted on your socials of you in oh. front of the band on stage, and there, yeah. yeah. And that's just one. I'm waiting on my second one for them to send me from the second night. You look so excited and oh, so yeah. happy. So, <laughs> how could one not be? You, I mean, first of all, like Dan remembered me, so. <laughs> oh, nice. Now, see, that's cool. Let me just fan myself. Yeah. <laughs> Because we were talking about, he was talking about Asbury Park and how much he loves it and da 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 da. And he was like, Yeah, last time we played here, it was miserable. And I was like, Yeah, foggy, rainy, like 
freezing. And he was like, yeah, oh my God, you were there. And I was like, I, yes, I, yes, I was. I was there. Of course and it was. I, was. Funny. I know. It was funny too. Cause what about this, Steve? This was like a crazy moment. So I get out of my friend's car and this girl comes up to us and she's like, are you shut up Kristen on Instagram? And I was like, yeah. Shut your mouth. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, you're here for the show tonight. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I just got dropped off my, by my brother, like a couple minutes ago. Like, can, can I just like hang out with you? And I was like, sure. But then I was like, how, cause I really don't post a lot on Instagram mm-hmm. unless you follow me. Like I post a lot of stories, mm-hmm. but I don't post on my Instagram a lot. And I definitely don't post about the darkness a ton on my Instagram. Right. So I was like, how do you, how did you find me? Like for that to be your, your lead off thing. Like, are you shut up Kristen from Instagram? She was super nice though. And it was funny. She was a little bit older and she was like, yeah, I first saw them back in 2004. I was like, girl, me too. Local she celebrity. Was- You're a local <laughs> celebrity. So you, so let me, let me get this straight. You didn't blow her off. Shut up, Steve. You didn't <laughs> blow anybody off. <laughs> oh my God. No, oh. I did not. She was in the front of the line with me, so I had a very important thing to do. I had to hold down my spot in the front. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have had to kill somebody like I wanted to do in Philly. Mm. Philly's a good place to go to die. Oh, my God, Steve. I said uh, I said very unholy words, okay? Very unholy words. It doesn't, sound, doesn't sound like you at all. No, not at all. <laughs> I definitely... No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> All I got to say is do not try to screw me out of my spot on the barricade. Mm. You will. You will have problems. You will feel the wrath of Kristen. Also, Steve, look in the chat right now. Look in the chat right now, straight from the horse's mouth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. John, it's okay for you to be honest about it. (laughs) It's okay. Listen, the guy you're with said you blew him off. The guy I was with has no idea, like anything about like the podcast. He, he has, I, no, I know, he has no idea how much clout you have in the concert going world and everything. I, I literally have no clout, but okay, so he's <laughs> taking me out to be a bigger thing than I am. So, <laughs> so like I, like I don't know what John looks like, right? <laughs> so I was worried that people were going to be lining up in multiple lines because, again. I was there first. I need to be there. Okay. Thank you so much. So I went around and checked to see if anybody was in that other area and they weren't. And I walked back. And Mm -hmm. as I walked past, I passed John Mm -hmm. and people that he was with. And when I walked past him, he said hi. And I was like, oh my God, hi. Because again, like, I mean, honestly, I probably shouldn't have just assumed because somebody else came up to me and was like, are you shut up, Kristen, on Instagram? That's right. You're (laughs) famous. and then like I walked I walked back to my spot in line and my friend was like who was that guy you totally just blew him off and I was like no I didn't I was like I got I'm trying I, I was doing a thing I'm, tra- I'm the first person in line I can't have people I'm the me. first person you don't understand I'm sh- I'm shut up Kristen on Instagram I'm the first person in line <laughs> I did not get there six hours early. that's awesome People get people get sketchy. Like I know, I know. Really. Listen, it's fine. It's fine. I've been there, you know, I I I've been noticed, I've been recognized at some conventions and stuff, and I one time blew a kid off too, and it hurt my feelings later, but <laughs> I, I just not, I just 
not blowjohnel. <laughs> oh my god, I hate you. This is gonna be like the storyline the entire time. And people that listen to this are gonna be like, "Wow, Kristen is a real uh, b word." Yeah, she cussed out John for trying to cut the line. No, so. that was a different <laughs> night. <laughs> yes, John, you were the subject of the blow off. So. But that didn't happen. Oh, my God. I hate everybody. <laughs> so, John, if you think I blew you off like my friend said I did, like, sorry, I t- that was not the intent. The intent was to be first in line. The intent was not to blow you off, but in in blowing you off, that's what happened. God, mm. can, like I hate you so much. Can we get to the music? <laughs> we can sure we can. To, can we get to our stories about the darkness? Sure, we sure can, Kristen. I'd, <laughs> I'd be happy to do that for you. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus! Oh, this is what being a friend with me does sometimes, though, Kristen. You. Oh my God. <clears throat> so, can I also can I preface something? Sure. With my picks, mm-hmm. so I picked. Yes. Also, John did not try to skip the line. These are two different nights that Steve is talking about. The night someone tried to skip the line was the next night in Philly when I went insane. Well, and he, listen, he calls it, you're a VIP. He said, I was a norm. I was the darkest so, VIP. Yeah, okay? you're a VIP. That's So you big time to him. It's cool. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> I hate that I can't curse on this podcast. <laughs> that I picked tonight for the Darkness <laughs> Podcast are not necessarily my favorite Darkness songs. Here is what I wanted to do. Now, some of them are. But I wanted to, because I feel like people know I believe in a thing called love, and mm-hmm. they, you know, assume that that's what everything sounds like. Right. Um, they see the video, and they think, like, hey, they're kind of, you know, they're a joke band, whatever. Um, so I wanted to pick some songs that show some, you know, some layers, some different, you know, musical stylings, but are still very darkness. Mm-hmm. So that is that is the reason why. Also, I love a darkness ballad, so I tried to I tried to break those up a little bit in the order. <laughs> okay, great. Well, okay, then I I do have questions as we move forward. Okay, which will be fun, which will be good discussion points and questions because. I will say from the outset, my first exposure to the darkness was at a wrestling event where we were running sound, and one of the guys' walkout sound songs was "I Believe in a Thing Called Love" by the Darkness. Now, this was circa 2009 or 10, maybe. Oh, oh, so yeah. that's late. Yeah, um, but was it that long? Let's see. My all of my wrestling, all of my independent wrestling stuff kind of runs together. It would have been, yeah, it would have been that long. It would have been that long after that that song had come out and everything. But listen, I'm not a modern music kind of guy, and so I wasn't keeping up with the latest trends. And it's hard in South Georgia because that this these were the days, you know, prior to Spotify and all that stuff being hot. And um, and when Spotify and stuff did come around, I was very much just hanging with my 80s. So. Dude comes out to, I believe in a thing called Love by the Darkness. I kind of dig in a little bit, and someone says exactly what you said. Well, they're kind of a joke band. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. I appreciate what they're doing. And we've discussed here a time or two when you've had a Darkness song on about how there is a little bit of irony in what they're doing, mm-hmm. but there's also it's more homage than irony, and there is talent, and there is 
all the good stuff that goes along with rock and roll. Yeah, and I like somebody put it very, very well lately in an article that I read, like a review, where they said they don't take themselves seriously. They do take the music seriously. Right. Like, I feel like they get lumped in with Steel Panther a lot. And, mm-hmm. like, Steel Panther, like, uh, I get when people are like, oh, this is, like, a joke band. Right. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you You know? There. Yes. And, like, I just don't see the darkness like that, and I don't think it's fair. Still, Yeah, Steel Panther would be much more of a... Um, and it's a not novelty. even yeah. It's not even comedy. It, it's it is it is more novelty, and and irony than 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 the darkness. So I'm with yeah. you on that. I'm with you. Also, can I share how I discovered the darkness? Sure. Okay. So. You were running sound for a wrestling event. I know. Yeah, and I decided to play that song. We have this in um, common. <laughs> yeah, seriously, love wrestling. Um, although I did, although I did watch the Undertaker's retirement ceremony yeah. and and the Brothers of Destruction documentary on Peacock. I did watch that. Because there you that go. was my era. You know, I have a picture with Kane. It's a whole thing. Yes, there you go. Um, <laughs> Mr. Mayor. So, yeah, I, I didn't big time Kane. Um, <laughs> he big time me because he didn't talk. That's right. Because <laughs> he can't. Um, <laughs> But so okay, I discovered the darkness. I literally, I literally remember where I was. Um, some some moments in my life, I just I can literally tell you exactly where I was. And mm-hmm. one of them uh, is this. So I was in. I don't know why I was in my dad's room, and he had on MTV two. No idea why. And on MTV two, it was like the top of the hour. So they did the news, the MTV news, and they did a piece on the darkness. Mm. And I saw them and I saw Justin in his cat suit. And it was the video for get your hands off my woman. And I was like, what is this? And then I heard them talk and they were British. So I was like, you know, 13 at the time I was automatically, my interests were peaked. And, um, then after that, like literally coming out of that news break, they showed the video for, I believe in a thing called love. And I was like, Oh my God, what is this? And I remember all day. Cause it was before I went to school all day. I kept singing it. And in my head, I was like, the darkness, the darkness, the darkness, the darkness. And because I was like, I have to go get this album after school. I believe in a thing Yep. And uh, my dad hated it. And famously, my dad told me that uh, he he hated them and he couldn't wait until I grew out of this phase. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was still, when I was 14. Still waiting. Yeah. Still not out of the phase. I told the band that. They thought it was hilarious. 29 now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twenty nine. Yeah, I wish. Still, uh, still waiting. <laughs> still waiting for that phase to end. Um, but he did begrudgingly take me to see them back in two thousand four for the first time. We'll wow. get to that. Wow. That is how I discovered the darkness. Well, I'm also convinced that he purposely did not purchase tickets to their headline show um, at the Trocadero on that tour because he didn't want to go. I'm convinced. We didn't have computers or cell phones that had internet at the time. So mm-hmm. I can't prove it, but that's what I think because I was in school mm. when the tickets went on sale and they sold out. Mm. Well, all right. Yeah. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> we're going to get into this thing and we're going to listen to the music. We'll let you kind of explain your pick on the on the back side of it. Okay. And uh and and we've got these are all Kristen's picks and this is this is me being being Drugged down into the darkness, but not kicking and screaming. 
This is Open Fire is what this is called. I mean, I'm in the 80s right now with that track. Right? Now, it's funny because this song is off um, the album Last of Our Kind, Mm -hmm. which, like, wasn't the album that they came out with immediately after they got back together, after they kind of broke up. Right. Um, But this is the album that I feel like everything works on. And I think Open Fire is a really great, like, hard-rocking song. Mm Mm-hmm. But for people that don't love the falsetto, because there are so many people that just hate Justin's voice. Oh, come on. Yeah. And so with something like this, you don't, you have that, like, to kind of punch that the end of the chorus. Um, but you get more of that, like, dark, like, that deep end of his range. And right. this is when he looked like a pirate. He had, like, the dark hair, the mustache, the bandanas, the whole nine. It was a whole look. So this, and like, honestly, Last of Our Kind is probably, if I had to rank, probably my second favorite Darkness record. Okay. I freaking, I love it. I love it so much. And yeah, I just think this is a really, like I said, like, I kind of want to ease in a little bit with some of these, this stuff. Right, right. So if people that don't know them, or like I said, don't, or think everything's I believe in a thing called love, Mm -hmm. like, you hear a song like this, and it's obviously not I believe. Can we get a taste of this guitar solo? Oh. I'm I'm down. Like I right now, Kristen, I'm in. Yeah. I'm on board. All right, hopefully we keep you. So, I'm well, I don't listen. Here's the thing. Again, the only song outside of this, I know we've played some on this show before. Yeah. And and I've never not liked any of it. You know what I mean? Like I've always connected with it. I, I love the feel of it. Like that right there. I like some I like the, the, the vocals. I like the, the guitar work. I like the harmonies that were there when they had some. I like that he takes up the fault set. I am not anti fault set at all when it comes yes. to rock and roll music. Good. I am totally pro that. So <laughs> you don't have to listen, you don't have to defend the fault set to me on this show, my friend. 
Okay. Whew. Yeah, you should Whew. know that. I know. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's come just, on. I feel like that is like the number one thing. Like, because I, so for the longest time, I was an island onto myself with the mm-hmm. darkness. Right. And like, to some extent, I still kind of am. Sure. Because like, my dad hates them. Angie was not a fan. However, and she still isn't, to be fair, but Angie actually went to see them with me because she was like, I'll go with you. Like, I don't want you to go to the show by yourself. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Like, we'll make a night out of it. We'll go have, like, dinner in the city, blah, blah, blah. And she saw them, and she was like, Kristen, I'll tell you right now. She's like, I am still not a fan of his voice. She's like, but they are unbelievable live. Nice. Good. So, like, they earned her respect that Yes. Cool. I love it. I love it. I'm down. All right. So we're moving on from Open Fire uh, to... um, uh, some of these titles trip me out. Uh, Dinner Lady Arms. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner. Let me make sure we don't understand what I just said. Dinner Lady Arms. Dinner Lady Arms. Here we go. I'm not anti this song. I don't like it as much as what you threw at me the first, though. Okay. Well, the thing is, so this is off their second record, One Way Ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like a controversial album. Like, yeah. some people love this album. Um, this is the album where, I mean, they kind of let all of the, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll mm-hmm. lead things. Um and this is like after this is when like Justin went to or they they got dropped by their label. Justin quit the band and went to rehab for mm. drugs and alcohol. So like very tumultuous. But the whole thing with this song is I just think it's so playful. And I think it kind of gives like that playful fun aspect right. of the darkness. So this okay. is kind of like, oh, if you kind of want things that are more in the vein of I believe in a thing called love. Mm-hmm. Dinner Lady Arms is kind of in that family. Yeah. 
I, it does have a bit of an earworm quality to it because of the arms around me. Yeah, I mean that 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 has a bit of an earworm quality to it because I I was thinking I don't really like this as much, but I could totally hear myself going in that chorus just walking around. Put your arms around me. So I could totally see myself getting into that that way and it getting stuck and, in my head. And it's funny because like I. I don't love one-way ticket. Now, mm -hmm. the guy that I went to see The Darkness with this past time, he loves, loves one-way ticket. Mm -hmm. That's his favorite Darkness record. And um, I, it's like some songs I really like. Like they have a song on there called Hazel Eyes, which is like a very beautiful song. Um, yeah. But it's a lot of like, I feel like it was kind of trying to get another I Believe in a Thing called Love. So I don't mm. know. It just... There's something about it that just doesn't feel as authentic as the first album did. Um, well, so, you know, follow-up yeah. albums are hard. Yeah, I mean, some would definitely say this is a sophomore slump. Yeah, so. Well, this is, but they're holding their own, according to this next song. Oh, my God! <laughs> Get ready. Holding my own. <laughs> take a ballad from them i adore their ballads really and i i adore this song <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> and um i mean yeah i mean if you want to look and you know look into the double entendre of the song feel free <laughs> i oh, mean they're not really uh they're not really covering anything <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so beautiful um so when i went to see them and this song ends with a blazing solo. Um, 
but when I went to see them with Angie, they did Permission to Land start to finish. And I was like, oh my God, I'm finally going to get to hear Holding My Own. Like, I can't, I can't. And he, he did it on the acoustic guitar and the entire crowd was just like overtaking him singing. Oh, nice. Oh my God, it was so beautiful. <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, I waited my whole life to hear Holding My Own. Because like, honestly, the 10 songs that I picked could have all been Permission to Land songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that album is perfection. Um, Justin actually said something about where if an album sticks with you for 20 years, there's obviously some greatness to it. And, you know, that album is approaching its 20 year anniversary. And wow. It, and it is just immaculate. Mm-hmm. Um, but every song on that record is just such a hard hitter. And then you have this. And this goes out, like I said, it, it doesn't go out like, you know, doesn't whimper off. It kills you. <laughs> oh, well, we're we're getting there. So I may just let it breathe in a minute and, and talk about it. I, look, I'll take a ballad again. I like to jam. You know me. I'm a jammer. Um, but I also like a good ballad. So... Well, it's just, it's one of those things, too, where, I don't know, I think, like, a true rock band isn't afraid of a ballad. Right. Like, some people, right? Like, some people are just kind of like, no, like, we're tough, we're rock guys, like, look at us, like, oh, we don't do ballads, they're for, you know, they're for posers. <laughs> and it's like, no, a, but a ballad can, like, melt your face off, too. Well, <laughs> his vocals right there were melting the face off. <laughs> I like it. He kind of found that slash setting. Yes. Like, uh, the darkness, I always have said, like, them and Avenged Sevenfold are two bands that, like, I just love their tone. And Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about music in terms of, like, that sort of stuff. Right. But I just, I love their guitar sounds. Yeah. They're so crisp. And, yes, very, very slash-like in terms of how clear it is. Right. There is a a particular setting that he likes to use. And I don't know. I'm like you. I don't know enough about it to speak intelligently about it. But uh, when when he pulls out that that tone, you know it's him. And that sounded very much like that at the end. I mean that as a compliment, not as a, oh, look at them ripping off Slash. So don't, please, no one, take it that way. Um, (laughs) Steve! I can't believe you just compared the darkness to Slash. How what, dare you? What a, he likes dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> well, the darkness does ballads. So. The darkness, they, they have an octopus that comes into the video and they kill them with the power of rock and roll. <laughs> Is that a real life? Oh, yeah, and I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, an octopus, like, gets on their spaceship, and the tentacles come in, and they shred, and, like, you know, the shredding creates electricity, and it blows up the octopus, and they get their thumbs up at the end. Yes, that is how life works. Yeah, the power of rock and roll compels you. Well, that's, listen, the Goonies beat an octopus like that in a deleted scene of the Goonies. 
Oh, there you go. Oh, my God. Steve, like you, I, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this movie, but I kind of thought of you. So at the meet and greet mm-hmm. um, over the past, you know, over the past weekend, both both days he wore this shirt. Justin was wearing a Revenge of the Nerds 2 shirt. And he was like, Nerd, honestly, Nerds he's like, in Paradise. Have- he was like, I have this fight with our sound guy all the time because he thinks that Revenge of the Nerds is a superior movie. He's like, but no, in Revenge of the Nerds 2, Booger has this entire arc. He becomes a fully fleshed out character. Revenge of the Nerds 2 is a superior Revenge of the Nerds movie. <laughs> Revenge, here's the thing. I've not seen it in so, so very long. Uh, he was schooling us. He was taking us to church. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds was my introduction to the song We Are the Champions. Interesting. Because I believe okay. they, pl- I believe they play that at the end, and um, after the nerds have won or what have you, uh, nerds two, nerds in paradise. That's where Ogre actually ends up stranded with them on the thing, and on the island, and and he decides he's a nerd. Okay. As I okay. recall, yeah, yeah. So I don't remember enough about it, but I'm not anti Revenge of the Nerds, as far as I know. Okay, well, that's good. As far as but I recall. yeah, it was funny because yeah. a girl asked, she was like, well, since you're wearing Revenge of the Nerds 2 shirt, what's your favorite, like, 80s comedy? And he was like, Revenge of the Nerds 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in the I'm in the weird camp that, uh, though I love the first Ghostbusters, I think that Ghostbusters 2 gets a very bad rap. Okay. I think, they ha- I think Ghostbusters 2 has the better jokes. I think that, um, I think that it has a has a really intriguing plot that just gets glossed over because people just hate the baby and and some of the silliness that's in there. But anyhow, that's neither here nor there. What is here or there is the uh, the title track off of Motorheart. Yes. This is this is Motorheart.
Talk to me about Motorheart. Well, I mean, like you said, so this is the latest album that came out, Motorheart. Came out a couple months ago, maybe okay. half a year ago. Um, and it is, it's kind of in the vein of Last of Our Kind mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, in terms of just being a little bit straightforward, like a more heavy rock album. Right. Because um, the previous album, Easter is Cancelled and Pinewood Smile, both were... I mean, poppy's kind of the wrong word, but they weren't like Last of Our Kind um, that were just like a lot heavier. Like Easter is Cancelled was almost more... It was almost like a political album. Yeah. Which is kind of like weird from the darkness. Huh. Um, and yeah, haha, they did Cancer Easter because it came out in, you know, COVID time. Haha, or before COVID time. Um, and yeah, so this is the title track. I actually asked... So at the Q&A... You got to ask as many questions as you want. And the one question I asked was, um, are there any songs of yours that live have gone over super well that you didn't think would go over well? Because sometimes, like, I know they say the opposite, where they play a song and, like, they love it, but the audience just doesn't respond. And Dan, like, took the microphone. Dan's the guitar player. Dan grabbed the microphone and went, yes, Motorheart. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, really? I'm like, well, why? And he's like, he's like, everything about this song should not work. He was like, and he started getting like technical where he was like, you know, the downbeat is on the, it's on the two, not the one, or it's on the one, not the two. And like all this stuff. He's like, he's like, you know, a guy comes out in the middle of the song with a cowbell and he's like, it just shouldn't work. He's like, but the crowds have been loving it. And it so works. And I mean, it's a song about like falling in love with a droid. Mm. It's just, it's so silly, but it's, it's so, so much fun. Um, and I think that comes back a bit on this Motorheart record. It's a little bit more like light and fun yeah, okay. than the previous. All right. Is there any connection to Motorhead with their name Motorheart? No, but you know what's funny? Every single time, so like when I would type in Motorheart, like on mm-hmm. Spotify or something like that, Motorhead always came up. It's like, sure. you mean Motorhead? It's right. Like, no, I meant Motorheart. No, I meant Motorheart. Dang it. Well, I mean, I mean, I wondered if maybe there was a little bit of an aspect of a tribute in there because of the way it sounded, because of the hardness of it and everything. Um, you know, because of, you know, the passing of Lemmy several years ago or whatever. How long ago was that? So, was he a 2016? Was he another 2016 was that death? Tw- was that that long ago? I feel like, yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't wow. know. I feel like he might have been another 2016 death, though. I bet someone in the chat knows immediately. I know. Chat? <laughs> Judges, <laughs> we await your, we await your. Uh, uh, no, no one's, no one's helping us. They're now talking about Dune they'll, and all this other get junk. To it, I'm sure. I think, I think they said it was lagging a little bit. Um, but can I also say that? Um, so with the darkness, with this, so the last album Easter is canceled and then this latest one Motorheart these are the first two albums that the new drummer has drummed on um and the new drummer in the darkness is Rufus Tiger Taylor who is the son of Roger Taylor from Queen oh wow cool yeah um so I always like kind of jokingly say since I've met Rufus I'm like three degrees of separation away from the queen of England. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> that's like a fun party game. Neat. Um, and he, he's like, it's funny cause he's like very awkward and he's like, he's very, very sweet, but very awkward. Um, so yeah. And, and he is like a, an absolute monster monster of a drummer. Um, and 
because for a while, like, because with Last of Our Kind, it was actually a girl drummer because it wasn't the original drummer who was back. He left. Then they had a girl drummer and then Rufus came on. And like the drums are, I think, so incredible since he's come back, like since he's come into the fold. Mm-hmm. He just brings something like very different and unique about it. And he like has no airs. Like he literally just like sits and like hangs out and smokes cigarettes like outside the bus. And it's just like, oh, hey, guys, what's nice. <laughs> he's just very, very nice. Um, also, um, the chat did help us out. Let me start the ball rolling. He was 2015. 2015. I think he was like December 2015. Yeah, I just I saw it on the Wikipedia. It was like late December yeah. 2015. So, OK, Crazy. well, I thought it was a little bit later in time than that, but I guess I was wrong. So I should know this. I went to see Lemmy's grave last summer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at you. He was like right across from Ronnie James Dio. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. As you do. As you do. Yeah. Just, Just go bear- to cemeteries for dead rock stars. I mean, that's what I do in my spare time. We're motorhead. <laughs> Bury me across from Ronnie James. Yeah. They played at WrestleMania that one year for Triple H. They did. Yes. yes. All right. Oh, here, well, here we go. This is Roaring Waters. Easy yeah. for me to say. I couldn't let it stop. I know. This has got a lot of taste Gosh. in it, right? Good. I, I'm digging the, the tone. Now, I'm not a fan of the lyrics necessarily that I'm reading. I don't know what it's about. It feels like it's about the Crusades. I mean, I'll tell you what it's about. Okay. It's it, so it's, it's apparently about the sack of Baltimore, which happened in like the 1600s. Okay. So this album, Last of Our Kind, like there's the song that leads off is called Barbarian. So uh, there's a lot of like historical things in here. Like you got like the Buccaneers of Hispaniola. Like <laughs> there's a lot of like historical references in this, and like it's kind of very Game of Thrones. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's actually like that's one thing that I did ask them um, 
like a couple years ago at a Q&A was like um, you guys write a lot about like different historical time periods so like if you had to go back to a time period where would you go and like the, the bass player was like I wouldn't go to the past I'd go to the future I was like okay Frankie I'll accept that because <laughs> I always try to think of like wa- like wacky kind of sure. like, weird questions to yeah. ask them I-, I don't need to know about like their tone or how a song was written right but the and, thing and, like, th- this I like they played the song live in Asbury like a bunch of years ago when like there was so few people there there was like 200 people and oh my god it was it was even tastier live Steve I mean It's just this these great licks that he's doing between the verses and the chorus. It's just, I mean, like you just have to jam. Yeah. And and it's so awesome. The sack of Baltimore took place on the twentieth of June, sixteen thirty one. Okay. There when you the, go. When the village of Baltimore in West Cork, Ireland, was attacked by pirates from the Barbary coast of North Africa. Dutchmen, Algerians, and Ottoman Turks. Wow. Wow. The attack was the largest by Barbary slave traders on Ireland, and it was led by Dutch captain Jan Janzoon van Harlem, mm. also known as Murad Rees the Younger. Um, he was enslaved by Algerians, but released when he renounced his faith. Murad's force was led to a village by a man called Hackett, the captain of a, fish- the captain of a fishing boat he had captured earlier in exchange for his freedom. Hackett was subsequently hanged from the clifftop outside the village for conspiracy. Wow. See, this is what you get. It's like Iron Maiden. You learn about history, you listen to the darkness, learn about history. I tell you what, that's something. That, yeah, I was going to say Iron Maiden's got their run to the hills. Yeah. <laughs> this is my history lesson. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, do you see kind of what I mean with, like, open fire and roaring water? So, those yes. are, like, the two off of Last of Our Kind. Mm-hmm. Like, very, like, tasty licks like def like like a guitar like a fan of a guitar player's yeah. album like yeah. if you like guitar i mean the darkness are for you in general because they are so guitar heavy well but- see i just i want to get a little bit more of that opening of that song <laughs> just listen to listen to what he does here in a minute when he starts just picking away I just dig it. I like it's got that driving thing, and he's just he's just going up and down the fret there, or up and down the uh, the strings there, just doing his thing. I like you it. Have the little noodles. The yes, doo-doo, yes, yes. <laughs> between, let me tell you something. Between that first and second verse, he broke it down in such a cool way. I was like, I can't stop this. I must <laughs> let this play on. And this is how you know Steve really likes a song, everybody. You know Steve likes a song when he goes back and says, like, let me play the intro again. Do we have to reminisce back to Burn It Down by the Stress? Okay, well, you brought it up. We got to listen to it now. <laughs> oh, my God, I think we listened to that like 10 times, and it was great. It's awesome. I love it so much. <laughs> it's so great, man, when they what they do with with that stuff. That's, I love it. Oh, golly. Nothing beats a good intro, man. I mean, if you got a good intro to a song, oh. We're about to go all night long. <laughs> oh, yes! Oh. And, uh, so. 
Anyway, I love it. Love it so much. <laughs> Blame Kristen. So she brought also, it up. <laughs> also, Justin Hawkins and Luke Spiller, very good friends. Oh, nice. Well, of course they are. Yeah, like Justin had Luke on his podcast. I think they talked for like two hours. Mm -hmm. It's on YouTube. Very, very interesting interview. Cool. All right. So that was um, Roaring Waters from 2015. Yes. Um, off the last of our kind. And this is another one from Motorheart. I'm going to try it. Okay. Because I feel like it's like Irish or something. Scottish. Scottish. <laughs> Welcome to Glasgow. Welcome, welcome to Glasgow. Welcome to Glasgow, which is English. In English, is welcome to Glasgow or welcome. Yeah. Anyway, all right. <laughs> this is. Are they Scottish? Is that them or are they? What? What is their? They're from the UK. They're from the UK. They're from Lowestoft. Um, mm -hmm. So, like Dan and Justin are from Lowestoft, and then Frankie, the uh, bass player, he is from Edinburgh. Okay. All right. Well, this is welcome to Glasgow. I feel like this is a football and song. Yes. Very right? much so. <laughs> like, I don't know if Glasgow has a football team. In America, we call do. it soccer. Yeah, but I think they do. I feel like I feel like they wrote this specifically to get on one of those in 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 a, in some arena somewhere. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. This is what they opened the tour with. So when they walked out on cool. stage after they play Arrival by ABBA, yeah. this this is what they played. And like you know me as a uh, self-proclaimed lover of Scotland, mm -hmm. as somebody that goes there all the time. Oh, I love this. And also like when I was listening to the song and I didn't have the lyrics in front of me the first time I heard it, I heard King Tut's and I was like, I've been to King Tut's Wawa Hut. <laughs> nice. So that's a place. Places. That's a place there in Scotland. 
Yeah, King so Tut's? King Tut's Wawa Hut is like one of the most notorious venues. Like when you walk up the steps in that venue, they have all like the they have all the different years and mm-hmm. major bands that played there in those years. And that's where Oasis was like signed slash discovered. Cool. Yeah, so cool. it's one of those like major venues. So of course I was like, we have to go to King Tut's Wawa Hut. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, love it. Also, I just I always crack up at like the basically the opening like verse of the song where, you know, it's like the women are gorgeous and the food is okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like That's, they're so yeah. cheeky. <laughs> I'm heading for that city I truly adore. The women are gorgeous, the food is okay. <laughs> I can't even wait to be in the glass game. Well, and then those powerful, that powerful falsetto comes. Yes, in. yes, he's he's letting it loose. I need more oh. of that. I need more of that. So that brings us to conquerors. Oh, you're gonna get no falsetto here because it's not even Justin singing. Okay. <laughs> A diamond is only some coal that's stuck to its job. Yeah. I like that line. I like that line. And it's getting so lonely. Yeah. (laughs) I will die on the hill. Like, this is truly one of my favorite Darkness songs. I I mean, I dig it. Like, I was feeling it, you know? Mm -hmm. And and so I pull up the lyrics here just kind of see sympathy is dangerous in the wrong Mm -hmm. heart, in the wrong place, at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's deep, right? 
So the singer on this is actually the bass player, Frankie mm-hmm. Poulin. Okay. Um, and the first time I met them was on the tour, because this is, again, another Last of Our Kind song. Mm-hmm. And um, b- my question at the meet and greet <laughs> was, because they say a million times, like, you know, I don't want to know your name after what happened last night. Like, I don't want to, like, know the name of this game, don't want to play this game after what happened last night. So I was like... So I love the song Conquerors, and I just want to know what the hell happened last night. Nice. And like, like the like Justin and his brother were like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "You say after what happened last night all the time in the song. So what is it?" And and Frankie goes into this whole thing about like, "Well, the song is really about you know shattered dreams and like all this stuff, like really deep answer." And like he's like, "Yeah, so shattered dreams." And Justin goes, "You just shattered her dreams with that answer." <laughs> I'm having the time of my flipping life right now. So every single time I've gone to like a VIP sense, I'm always like, um, I will die on the hill. Like, is, is there any chance we can get conquerors in like a sound check or something? Like, please, God. I just want to hear it once before I die. I have this like crazy fantasy where like when the darkness are like, you know, Rolling Stones mm-hmm. age, like 80 right. years old and they're like, they're ready to call it a day. Like, this is the last song that they play. Because they were always born to be the conquerors. (laughs) (laughs) And this ends up being their We Are the Champions. Oh my god, it's just so good. I can go into a rabbit hole on this song where I literally can just listen to it on repeat, repeat, repeat. I can totally see that because, like I say, it's got that thing where you just kind of feel it. Mm-hmm. And it puts you in a headspace to just kind of stay there with it because it's a constant thing. He's got some good pipes on him. Right? Like, he can hit those high notes. He can yeah. get up there. Yeah. Also, Steve, if if I may. Yes, you may. Almost gives me a little bit of, like, a Night Moves vibe in that, like, it's a great, like, out on the back deck or on yes. the patio yes. in, like, a nice, like, fall, spring, cool summer night. Yes. It's also, it's definitely a good wrapping up that party song. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. I'm so glad you understand. I'm with you. You know I do. You know I do. <laughs> this next one, oh. this next one, Chris, is one I think we've played on the show before. It's Love is Only a Feeling. We have, because it's one of my favorites. And it's off of Permission to Land. So yes. here we go.
this is another one that you just kind of feel and can kind of chill to and, and do your thing, you know? Very much. It has like that, you know, like like a beautiful, the, the guitar in the song is just like so stunning. Yep. Um, and like my thing, so I, I was waiting for a Permission to Land track to tell the story. So like the first time I saw The Darkness, like I said, it was 2004. They were playing a radio music festival. And um, I, it was like one of the last days of school. So it was one of those like half day things. And like we had finals in, in my science class. So like I took my, my final, I got called to the office to get signed out early. And I was driven to my dad's store because my dad worked in Philly and that's where the show was. And then my dad complained the entire time <laughs> about, about the darkness. And like right before the darkness played, Cypress Hill played. What? Yeah, so it was a very interesting lineup. Is that Cy- um, is Cypress Hill? Is that one time? No, that's not Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill is oh god, they're hip hop, aren't they? Yeah, they're hip hop. So I'm telling you, it was bizarre. Um, and I was, we were all the way at the top of the lawn because obviously we got there super late. Um, and I was just singing every word, screaming. I could barely see anything insane in the membrane that's what they sing that's right um so i couldn't barely see anything and like again my dad's just like sitting next to me like i can't believe you listen to this crap (laughs) and then this old man walked up to me and handed me his binoculars and he said do you want to use these to see them because you will use them for this band more than i ever will and i said oh my god thank you so I put the binoculars up to my eyes, and Justin, in all his glory, was in a white cat suit <laughs> with purple sequins and rhinestones. And I screamed, He's in a white cat suit with purple sequins! Screamed it. And I was just like, Jumping up and down. And I remember them playing Love is Only a Feeling, and I was just like, Oh, I love the song. Never in my life did I ever think that. There would be a point where I had seen this song so many times that, like, I know where to be. And I, I like, gun for the spot that Dan is going to walk up to the front of the stage, put his leg on the amplifier or his on the monitor and just wail to this song. Like, mm. literally, it's my favorite moment at a darkness show. My best friend was like, why do you want to be in this spot? And then after it happened, I was like, that's why I wanted right to be there. in this spot. Right there. Right there is why. <laughs> this is why I fight for my spot, because I... I need to be. I need to be right there. I need to be, have my face melted by Dan Hawkins. Thank you so much for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> this is why, right here. Oh, watch this happen. It's just so good. And again, like at the end, like they have like a another guitar solo outro, and it's like the dueling guitars, so it's very thin, Lizzy sounding, like. This song to me is just like this is what a power ballad should be. This mm-hmm. is a great power ballad. Yeah. Well, I dig it. I totally dig it. And uh, wow, this is now this is a live track I pulled up here, Kristen. I just want you to be aware. Oh, did you have the next song? Yes. Okay. So it's the one that came up when I did the search to pull it up. So interesting. It's <laughs> off of "Streaming of a White Christmas Live." <laughs> This is called Heart Explodes. If I need to find a, if I need to find a studio version, I will. Okay, we'll see. Okay, here we go. This is Heart Explodes.
cliff top and I'm looking out to see the sirens of the Netherlands are beckoning me. I'm trying to write a ballad that makes you want to stay. They're easy to come up with, but they're difficult to play. Cause I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't know if I can. Tell the world a story about a woman and a man Who meet at the beginning, together they belong It feels like they are winning until everything goes wrong As far as live recordings go, how does that work for you? I mean, I think with this show, I could be wrong. Because mm-hmm. I know they did a few streamings. I don't know if there was an audience for this or not. Okay. Well, this is it says Streaming of a White Christmas is the name of the album that it came off of. So it must have been one of their streaming shows. Here's the actual studio um, album off Easter's Cancelled. Is that right? That's right. Okay, here we go. Top and I'm looking out to see The sirens of the Netherlands are beckoning me I'm trying to write a ballad that makes you want to stay They're easy to come up with but they're difficult to play Cause I know what I'm supposed to do but I don't know if I can Sell the world a story about a woman and a man Who need to fill the beginning together they belong And it feels like they're winning till everything goes wrong I dig it more when I hear it when I'm here in the studio recording. Right. I mean, I feel like it's a little clearer. Like, yeah. I don't know if it was just like my like earphones or no. whatever, but like it no. sounds super clear. But this does. Yes. Yes. This song, like since they released it, has quickly become one of my favorite darkness songs. There's just something about it. Uh, and it feels that, it feels like it came out of the Highlands, right? And it it's it feels very crisp mm-hmm. too. Like there's a, it's very fresh about it, right? Um, but this song they did at both of the sound checks, so I was like, I get to hear Heart Explodes twice in one night. <laughs> Live for that, love that for me. Um, and like it has the audience participation of like the claps, and again, this is kind of like. All right, well, if you just know I Believe in a Thing Called Love, like, here's another side. Like, if you look at the lyrics of the song, like, they are not jokey. It is not, like, one of those, like, silly songs. Like, this is, like, a legit lyrical story, which the darkness do, but there's always kind of, like, irony. And, I mean, there is, like, a little bit of that in here. Um, 
but it's a lot more of a serious take than a lot of their other songs. Right. Um, and it was funny because like when they did this song, like Justin like threw me a pick in Philly and the lady that was next to me who like the aforementioned issues. Yeah. Like we had all the issues. Um, and she like knocked it out of my hand. <gasps> no. Yeah. Now wait, now at the end of the night, like I grabbed the security guard and I pointed down to where it was. And she was like, that's my pick. That's my pick. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he goes and picks it up and he looks at me and he goes, because she didn't sing, didn't dance, didn't clap, didn't do anything all night. And he said, he said to me, he goes, you sang every word to every song tonight. Here you go. And I was like, thank you. And then like Justin with his set list, like pointed to me and was like her. So I also got the set list. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. So I got the set list and a Justin guitar pick from the second night. (laughs) That is very cool. And that was the first time I've ever gotten anything from the darkness. Cause like, you know, I've been to a ton of shows. I don't really get a lot of, a lot of stuff like I'm not right. great at getting guitar picks like I have a few but in all of the shows that I've seen and like the amount of times I've been up front I don't have a ton of set lists guitar picks drumsticks etc mm-hmm. um and then like the lady next to me she got like a sliver like a little like basically like um like a splinter off of a drumstick she got and then like Ugh. the guy that I went with waps he got the full-on drumstick so we were all like oh sucks to suck that's it sucks to suck. <laughs> I mean, we use more colorful language, but sure, sure. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was very 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 happy because I was very honored, and I will treasure those forever, and they will go in my life box with all my other concert goodies. That's awesome. And the song is just a oh, it's a twelve out of ten to be honest. I can't believe that the woman tried to take your pick. Dude, I know, right? The audacity. I mean, hey, she's going to cut in front of me in line. Why would she say that? Why wouldn't she say that that was her pick? And I'm like, you literally have sat here wearing sunglasses with your hands crossed all night, except for when you take your phone out to get, like, to go live on Facebook. So, of course, I, like, screamed and wooed all over that. Right. Um, Because at that point, it's like, well, now I'm going to be spiteful and ruin your night. Certainly. Um, Sorry, not sorry. Um, And then, like, during Get Your Hands Off My Woman, which honestly should just be considered mine and Justin's song now because we interact so much during it all the time, whether he's telling creepy guys to stay away from me or he's taking my glasses off of his head and wearing them himself, telling me I'm blind. Um, but he was talking directly to me from the stage and like like asking me questions. And so I'm like, oh, my God, oh my God, oh, my God. And the lady next to me the you know the awful one yeah she was like come on justin she had her camera out. she was like come on justin like he she wanted him to look at her nope eye contact right with me didn't break it thank you i was like mm-hmm. i was like girl you think between me and you he's gonna he's gonna look at you he's gonna talk to you come on you well, didn't Chris, do nothing all night look Kristen, i gotta tell you straight up <laughs> guys know a b when they get around one <laughs> I mean, I think he's I don't like, know. I don't know if that's is that if that if that's the right kind of thing to say in today's climate. But <laughs> I'm telling you, guys know them when they see them, and it's like stay away from them. Don't give them anything. And so, and he didn't. I got all the love and affection. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm telling you, man. I'm like, I think I'm a pretty nice person. Like, I do. Like, well, I until you blow off, until you blow off our listeners. No. 
no, stop it because that was that's that was squash. We don't need to go back to that. Oh, okay. God, <laughs> just digging up the past, beating a dead horse over here, Steve Boss and everybody. That's what I'll do. Um, Have you never listened to any of my shows? I know <laughs> our listener didn't try to get my spot on the barricade under Dan, so thank you so much. No, well, he was probably um, scared, to try. and that lady did, so right. she's gonna have a problem. Mm. Good night. I... And see, John, he got a pick at the Stone Pony a few years ago, jealous because I did not. Um, but he also said that he caught one the other night too. Cool. Well, you know what? I hope I hope that that woman hears this somehow and feels ashamed. Oh, just wait, Steve. When the meet and greet pictures come out, because I get like they send you every single meet and greet picture. When the pictures come out from Philly, I am posting that picture of them on like the Darkness Facebook group, and I'm going to be like, "Hey, anybody know who these people are? Because we just need to talk about concert etiquette for a second here." Are you going to publicly shame her? Yes. I I once and it felt- wasn't even really her. It was the husband that was the problem. Mm-hmm. But again, you enabled it. You you allowed it. So yes. guess what? Now you're both getting called out. Oh my gosh! I at once feel like no, Kristen, don't. That's too petty. But then also do it. Do I it. Know. It's there is no such thing as too petty. I mean, again, like you just you do not do that. Like, did you forget how to act going to a concert? You're gonna lie and tell security that you were the first ones there and throw this huge fit and temper tantrum when you were not. I was literally like, check the footage. I was standing underneath your security footage. So check the footage and look at the timestamp and you tell me when I was here and you tell me when that guy was here. Destroy her. But again, you know. Uh, in the end, it all worked out because what did Kristen get? Oh, Justin's love, attention, set list, and guitar pick. So get out of my face, lady. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. That is so cool. All right. Yep. Well, <laughs> having said I that. I sound awful on this podcast. I sound like a terrible No, person. No, only because you blew the one dude off. Other than that. <laughs> it goes to the heart of the matter. <laughs> you know, do the right thing. Don't try to take someone's space in line. Don't try to take someone's spot on the barricade. Don't mess with that. Just let the order that people arrived, you know, that is a thing. So that's yeah. all I'm saying. And no, we won't you're, have any issues. Listen, you're absolutely, when it comes to the way you dealt with that woman, you're absolutely right. God. Yeah, no, I I'm, I got you back on that. I, I don't like rude people at all. No. So, yeah. So. Mm. All right. Well, finally, we wrap it up with with one another one. I think we've played before on the show. We have. Um, it sounds, I love this. It, song. it sounds quite familiar. It's also off of Permission to Land, your favorite album. Yes. Uh, love on the rocks with no ice. <laughs>
Bonnie, this song is rock and roll. It truly is. I mean, it's it was weird because they didn't play it on this tour. And usually this song is like always their closer. And Justin will do like he'll walk through the crowd with his yeah. guitar or he'll climb up on a barricade and like stage dive. Um, but yeah, COVID, that didn't happen. It mm. happened in Boston the last night, but it didn't happen in Asbury or Philly. Right. There's just something about this song. Like this is like your true like, you know, balls out rocker. Right. Right. You know? Yep. Like, this is, I'm at a bar, I'm drinking, I'm having a good time, just like, you know, banging my head. Oh, it's a vibe. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That's the thing, it is. And and his vocals on the chorus, I absolutely love. Effortless, right? Yeah, I dig it. I absolutely dig it. And I, I just dig the hard, slow nature of it, too. Like, it, yes. it's just it's a, a it, driver. It's, it is. It's a driving song. Yeah, it, and it's a good, good jam as well. So I'm down. I am down with that one. That's some good stuff. Well, listen, I got to tell you, I pretty much embrace the darkness, I think. Yes! Yeah, I, I dig them. I, well, you know, and again, I've never had an issue with them at all. I, you know, the times we've played them, I've always kind of liked them. And I like some more than others. Um, you know, I, I feel like I liked, uh, let's see, what was the very first one that we... Open Fire. Open I Fire. Say, did, I, did I, like, totally get you on the first one and never top that? Well, Roaring <laughs> Waters was, I like, the jam, the, the guitars and Roaring Waters, man, mm. that, that'll bring me back to that. Uh, the, the Conquerors. I dig uh-huh. as well. I think it's a. I, I I think that there. I have more to say about that song than than some of the other stuff, just because of the feel of it. You know, like we talked about, just a, a cool summer night. And and I want to say something in the chat. They were talking about. I don't know what a cool summer night is. <laughs> um, I lived in places where there were cool summer nights. In South Georgia, you know what? You're right. We had no cool summer nights. Now in North Georgia, it does get a little cool up this way. And I've spent some time in the Midwest and that sort of thing where it gets to be cool. There you go. I've been I've been out on the West Coast where it doesn't get above sixty eight all day and have to put on a little light jacket at night. See, Steve, so, how does it feel? How does it feel to be called out? <laughs> well, I didn't blow anybody <laughs> off doing these things. I mean, neither so, did I. So <laughs> that's not what I heard. Um, <laughs> Lies. You heard it with the horse's mouth. I mean, you all but admitted it is what I'm saying. Um, I, I admitted nothing. No. I said, "Hey!" I said, "Hey!" <laughs> well that's i'm sure i know that you were awesome so um <laughs> rod just you wait, Steve. just wait until we meet in person yes rod you didn't speak inaccurately about the south or you didn't insult the south you spoke accurately i should say about the south so down in the deep south georgia man where i was at in those stupid swamps it was it was not a good time um it was it was muggy and hot all the time but that's this is not oh. weather out loud this is rock out loud so, uh, well, that's it. That's the darkness, ladies and gentlemen. That's Kristen's pick of the darkness. And uh, I have no idea what we'll do next time. We'll consult the notebook or there may be an anniversary. Apparently, it's the anniversary of Starman. Today is the 50th anniversary of the release of Starman, the single. And then in June, crazy, think about it. like They released in April, but the album didn't come out until June. June is going to be the anniversary of the, or the 50th anniversary of Ziggy Stardust. 
The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars. And also, Steve, I mean, next month we have a Def Leppard album release. Uh, that is what I'm super stoked about. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, look, I... And what's it? One more. I can't. I, it's got a weird name. I can't. I can't remember the name ever. The Halo. Um, oh, Diamond Star, Star Halos. Diamond Star Halos. Yes. And uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I I've loved everything they've talked about it. There was a great thing you sent me the other day that I need to go back and find again if I can. That where Joe is talking about it and and where the name comes from and everything. Oh, it's um, from Bang a Gong by right. T-Rex. Yep, yep, yep. And so they're just, look, I'm, what I've heard I've enjoyed a lot, unlike unlike Randy. Um, <laughs> we ain't got no band, Randy. Uh, but I think this is going to be a special record. I don't know. I mean, I have extremely high hopes. So this that's either going to be a very bad thing because they're releasing the good stuff early. Yeah. Yep. Or it's going to be like when we listened to the self-titled and we were like, this is well, legit. Now, now, with the self-titled, there would only been one song that we'd really kind of listened to at that point. Yeah. As I recall. Or had you listened to it already? Um, I feel I feel like I didn't listen to it. Right. I don't I see. Wrong, I, I, I think it was, we, but I feel like I didn't. I think we agreed not to listen to it at all until we sat down and, and listened to it on the show so we could get an authentic reaction exactly. to things. Yeah. Um, but we're not doing that this time. No, um, because I got a struts weekend. That's right. I, <laughs> I got a lot of driving ahead of me. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna submerge myself in uh, Diamond Star Halos. There'll be a lot of texting about it, I'm sure. So yes. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. We'd love to hear from you at rockoutloudpod at gmail We'll be nicer to you than we were to Randy, um, but maybe not. Who knows? Uh, we'll have a good time, but rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, rockoutloudpod there, and Twitter, rockoutloudpod. Kristen's Xboxing the Stars. You don't want to follow me on Twitter, trust me. Um, you may want to follow at Geek Out at the Real Geek Out Loud, at Real Geek Out Loud, Real Geek Out Loud on Instagram if you like geeky toys and stuff. Um, but other than that, that's that's where you can find us. The Guardians of the Goldiverse group, face, uh, geekoutonline.com slash group. And uh, you can find us there. And, um, yeah, thanks so much for hanging out with us, everybody. Until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on, everybody. Rock on, guys. Bye. Here's David to play us out. <laughs>